Beauty and Brains presents a work in progress. Your favorite weekly podcast all about navigating adulthood and adversity with transparency and vulnerability. Here, we highlight progress over perfection. You're listening to my personal professional development diary, where I share the highs and lows and the real and raw parts of the story that no one talks about. I'm your host, Breland Hunt, a work in progress. Dear friend, I hope all is well with you and that you are as healthy in body as you are sound in mind and strong in spirit. Welcome back to another episode of A Work in Progress. It is a lovely Sunday, a rainy, I was going to say a Sunday, sunny Sunday. It is a rainy Sunday evening and today we're going to chill and talk about my recent pageant experience. Um, the, the title of this episode is how pageants breed personal development because I think a lot of people don't fully understand like what pageants can do for young girls and a lot of people don't understand why I do pageants and I cannot wait until I can fully really tell you guys like my pageant story not from this previous year but like how this all started and came about it has to wait because we're not at a good point in my pageant career to tell the story but boy, when I can tell that story, I, I cannot wait. Like I'm going to scream it from the mountaintops because it's very, it's giving very like Michael Jordan didn't make his middle school team type story. Y'all won't believe the life I've lived. Anyway, that's not about that. <laughs> Today, we're talking about pageantry. I mentioned previously about how I did vlog. So I am going to include that footage in the video podcast. So if you guys are listening to the podcast for once, I actually recommend you also watch it. You could do both. You know what I'm saying? Why don't you listen to the whole thing? So if it seems like it's a shorter episode, if you're just listening to it, then the longer version that includes the vlog footage will be included in this. This this video is pretty late. My pageant was like two months ago. Uh, wow. It was a long time ago. Um, I kind of want to talk about it right away, but the the thing is that I wanted to have a guest on for this podcast and I'm ready to start having guests on. I'm just very like inconsistent low-key. In order to have a guest on, I have to actually like sit down and film on a certain day. Oh, I didn't even mention y'all, again, if you're watching on the video podcast, I got my hair done. I got my hair done yesterday. Um, We have not had color in years which is so crazy um i just wanted something fun to end the summer off low-key wish i would have got i have braids in for those of you guys who are listening have some knotless braids in but they're like um a blend of a 27 613 um whatever like a, a honey blonde color and this is giving very it's old breelin because like it's blonde but it's still very much so new breelin um but this is your first time seeing it so yeah crazy or maybe you guys saw it in the content video on Tuesday that's if I film that after today because y'all I'm just I'm so tired um but I think I'm gonna film two podcast episodes today and I'll talk to you guys more kind of like a, a life update in that video and in this one we'll kind of stick it to what it needs to be because it the episode in itself is going to be long. I don't feel like I have that much to talk about necessarily, but the vlog footage itself will probably be pretty long. And um, I actually haven't looked at it and I haven't edited it. So this should be a fun video for you guys. Hopefully you enjoy it. Hopefully you watch it. <laughs> um, so with that being said, there is no brain freeze. <laughs> there is no um, like audience question just because let's get into some pageantry, shall we? Um, I think that... 
where do I even want to start? Okay, so I will start off by kind of explaining how the Miss Marilyn um, competition went this year. And this is not going to be like my whole pageant, like I said, life experience. That's going to be for a later podcast when I've made it. I'm still very much so in the beginning stages of my pageantry. I've had a little bit of success. Um, This year, I would say, was my most successful pageant year, technically, um, which is great to know. I'm improving, but I'm, I was a late bloomer. So I started off pageantry in um, when I was 21 years old, when I was a senior in college. The first pageant that I did was Miss Black um, Georgia, USA. And then afterwards, that that experience was an experience. I mainly just thought that it was unorganized. And I was like, let me really do my research on what pageant systems are out there and which ones I feel like best align with me. So I ended up choosing the Miss America organization. And I've talked about this before, but it was really just a matter of like the big two, Miss USA or Miss America, because there, there are two main reasons why, or I guess three, well, like two, two main reasons why I personally was interested in pageantry. Okay, no, there are three. <laughs> One was what brought my attention to pageantry, which was like HBCU pageants. Like that's how I got involved in pageantry. That's how I learned about it. That's where I saw it for the first time. And I actually had the opportunity to like see it and do it because I went to an HBCU. But then I was kind of just like, I don't want like the foo-foo want the title because like that's the popular thing to do like when i see pageant girls when i see queens when i see these title holders i see them as like community servants and i just genuinely have a servant's heart and i love the idea of like being able to like be in your community and make change and like have a voice and for people to like lean on you and for you to speak and for you to just serve it's just something where it's kind of just like everybody's not going to get it people are going to look at pageant girls and be like that's stupid and that's dumb but then you have some people who you look and you're just like yes and the first time I saw somebody who was like a pageant queen outside of like toddlers and tiaras I was just like yes like that's what I need to do so it wasn't until I graduated college where I finally did my research for myself on how I could actually get involved in pageantry specifically the Miss America organization because that's what I wanted to get involved in and I'm so sad that I didn't start earlier and I think a lot of people want to start and they don't know how either they think that it's really expensive which it can be depending on which system you join and again that's one reason why I want it to be part of it I didn't mention the second part that the second reason why <sighs> I'm out of breath <laughs> okay let me slow down calm down I'm just like I think because I'm not like reading I'm not talking as slow and I need to do better at talking slower you guys are probably like I'm talking so fast and that can't be relaxing to listen to um and I've talked about this before but I think this is my podcast you guys are here to listen to me I have a bad habit of speaking fast because I think that people are going to cut me off and I won't be able to get out what I'm trying to say. But there's nobody here. I'm in a room alone talking to a camera. So nobody's going to cut me off. But I have that bad habit of talking so fast because I think that somebody's going to cut me off before I can finish what I need to say. Or, And that's basically it. So I, I've noticed that it's such a bad habit. I talk so fast sometimes. And you can tell it's like I want to be able to get out everything before somebody can stop me. Um, but nobody's stopping me here. So I'm just going to take my time. 
and breathe and speak but so the first thing like I said was I genuinely admired what I considered a title holder's role to be in the community and that's why one of the reasons why I really wanted to do it the other reason why is also very interesting because I think that it's not talked about enough like I think a lot of people don't really admit to doing this or getting involved in pageants for this reason and I I'm going to talk about it now because I think that it's going to answer a question later on that we're going to talk about. But again, when my mom was like talking about my podcast and stuff and she was on my thing or like even my pastor was kind of just like everybody around me is like, Breland, you need to get into entertainment like you are meant to like be on screen. And I'm like, that is so sweet, you guys. And in an alternate world, I kind of just have like this fantasy that like I'm going to get scouted to model or like, you know, somebody's going to see me in my story and think like you deserve to be on television. And the reality is that I genuinely want to be a doctor. And like I said, I'm very content with what I believe. And I even talked to her about this, where it's like I have an idea of how I'm going to combine media and medicine. And I believe that that's a big part of my purpose and what my career is going to be. What exactly it is, is kind of unknown because I believe that my future career is like going to be one that's so unique that nobody has ever really had it before, or it's going to be something that like very few people have had. It's not something where I can say, I want to grow up to be a blah, blah, blah. It's going to be like, this job was specifically made for you. That's how I personally feel because I believe that it's very easy for people to see me like on screen, on camera, on stage and be like, you're so in your element. This is so you. And I agree. I think that like, you know, I do thrive in these spaces, but I'm like, y'all don't see me when I be talking to patients. I promise y'all I be killing it. Like the way that I can connect with people, like think about it, how I connect with you all here. And this is just virtual. I thrive with one-on-one -on -one interactions, especially with women, especially when I feel like I have something that I can help them with, like something that I can offer to them. And so it's like, it's very hard because people don't see how I would be a great doctor as well, because you guys don't see me in the exam room, but just understand that I'm just as good as that as I am at this. Um, it's just like, I'm not at that point yet where I'm like doing patient care. I'm currently at the MCAT studying part and that part I'm not good at. So for some people, it's kind of like, why in the world would you do that over this when you're clearly good at this? But I, I do believe that I'm good at both. And one day those two will merge. But like I said, similar to how I'm setting myself up with my podcast and my social media sites and my YouTube channel to build credibility and notoriety. We talked about this in episode three, where I talked about my social media sabbatical. Pageantry can really be a great launching point for normal, regular people to join the entertainment industry. It puts them at, it gives them a bigger light where they can have more opportunities. And the reason why I chose the Miss America system was because one, I'm beauty and brains. And before they got rid of the swimsuit competition, I genuinely felt like I was the perfect representation of beauty and brains because with them having the scholarship portion, they attracted all of these girls who were doctors and lawyers and just huge professional educated women. And then of course they were doing this beauty pageant. And at the time they considered themselves to be a beauty pageant. And so it was like a perfect match. I was like, this is exactly what I need to do. One, I got loans so I can definitely utilize the scholarships. And there was also a black Miss America, my favorite Miss America, Debbie Turner, who went and became Miss America her last year of her veterinary school 
of her veterinary medicine degree. And so she ended up becoming a media health correspondent, but like as a vet at the same time and her career is catapulted and she's still doing it today because of this, because of the Miss America system, because of the Miss America organization. So I saw that. And again, there are not many people who do that. And it's kind of like, how do you do that? And when again, when you don't have mentors or when you're trying to do something that's very different, it's kind of like, oh, so that's how I can do that. If I do pageantry, I can be on TV and do interviews. And if I have this medicine behind me, then I can get this dream career that I want. So that those are my two goals with pageantry. Everybody's goals are different. Some people join because they want to build their confidence. Some people join because they want to meet friends. Some people join because they want to earn scholarship money. And all those things are fair and valid. But those are my two big reasons. It's because I genuinely love what title holders get to do, how they get to be involved in the community and impact lives. I think, again, one of my big reasons for being on this earth are to impact. And I feel like it just gives me a voice to be out in the community and to change lives, which is a big part of what I want to do. And then when I think future career-wise, it seems to be one of the only ways a regular girl like me who's just working and going to school can bridge that gap between where I am now and where I see myself in the future. Again, trying to merge the media and medicine in some type of entertainment role. So with that being said, um, like I said, I joined when I was a senior in high school after I competed in Miss Georgia USA and then I did, sorry, Miss Black Georgia USA. And then I did my research and I found the Miss America who was so crazy. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but just like how whenever I got my acceptance letters to different postbacks and master's programs, I looked up their like Miss America system. I looked up like, you guys know I got into, for example, Meharry. Meharry is in Nashville, Tennessee. And at the time they never had a black Miss Tennessee America. So I remember I was like, I don't know, because wherever I go, I'm about to do the pageant system there. I'm going to do the Miss America system at that place. I wanted to know when their locals were, like what kind of events do they do? Has um, that state title holder ever won Miss America? Things like that. Um, it got to the point where when I moved to North Carolina, that I, I don't know if I told you guys this. I think I did maybe in the vlogs, but I did like maybe three I tried to do maybe four pageants all together in the North Carolina, the Miss North Carolina pageant system for Miss America. But like the first one that I did, I wasn't eligible because I wasn't there for long enough. The second one that I did, something I think was wrong with the paperwork. And then I competed in two and I didn't place in either one of them. And let me say, for me to like be new at pageantry, and to go about this alone, like with no help, no no guidance, no coaching, no anything, just somebody where it was like, I'm pretty, I'm smart, I feel like I got a good head on my shoulders and you know, I look good in a dress and I can walk and I have a purpose behind my platform. I think that I would, you know, do well, but like I was so, 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 so far off from being like a good title holder. Like I would have learned along the way and I think the Miss North, I say all that to say that North Carolina is a pageant state, baby. They are intense. They It's competitive. And I think if I like went back now, I would maybe do better. But like for, the, for them to be my first pageants and like swimsuit was still around. So yikes. But again, if you guys have seen my previous um, 
pageant vlogs, <laughs> I don't know why I just drew a blank there. If you guys have seen my previous pageant vlogs, then you all know that um, I did a couple there and then I ended up traveling to Maryland while still in grad school in North Carolina. I said I was gonna give my whole background story, but yet I still did, but whatever. I guess for people who just didn't know, um, maybe this is more entertaining, I don't know. But I competed um, in Maryland and then I won the first one there. So Maryland is not as competitive as a, of, as a pageant state as North Carolina is um, and North Maryland is very interesting but when I really thought about it I'm very proud that I went to Maryland because I was like I don't want to wear North Carolina around my chest if I were to actually win Miss North Carolina I did not enjoy my experience living in North Carolina um, because I was at a PWI and North Carolina is just a very different place than Maryland and again with me being from PG County, Maryland, and then going to Atlanta, Georgia, and just black areas, and then going to like the super stark white place that wasn't very inclusive or diverse. Diverse. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't my favorite. It was a very good learning experience, um, which we can talk about later. But yeah, I didn't really enjoy that. So for me, I was like, I need to go to Maryland and compete where. I belong because I know the culture. I was born and raised in Maryland and I would feel most proud to wear Maryland across my chest and represent Maryland at a national pageant. So I compete at Maryland, but little did I know, <laughs> and I know a lot of my pageant sisters from the Maryland organization, like they watch my stuff. So I know they're gonna watch this. And let me just first just say, I love you all. I love you all dearly. <laughs> no shade, no tea, okay? This is just my experience, my podcast. I'm gonna say what I wanted to say. I didn't expect for the Maryland organization to be, to lack the diversity that it does. For example, and I've said this before, there hasn't been a black Miss Maryland in 17 years. Now there was a time where it was diverse and then all of a sudden it just kind of like stopped. And so now, even like the location of it where it's had in like Hagerstown, Western Maryland and Washington County, which is the title that I hold, it's very much so like, this isn't a true representation of what Maryland is like. Like there, when I won my title, the first time I went, it was the Southern Maryland uh, organization. <laughs> so many brain farts today. It was a Southern Maryland organization. They gave away four titles, Miss Southern Maryland, Miss National Harbor, Miss Potomac and Miss Free State. And I won one of those titles and that's a whole nother story. But if you guys, again, watch the vlog, you kind of know like how that went. But that was the only pageant that was held below the like DC line. I consider myself to be an inner city raised person, somebody who understands culture, somebody who is both invested in like, again, DC and Virginia and also Maryland type thing. Whereas where the Miss Maryland organization hub is in Western Maryland, it's a completely different culture up there, which is very similar to like West Virginia and like Pennsylvania even. And it's like, it was just shocking to me because that's not what I, that's not my, that wasn't my experience in Maryland. But I still enjoyed it nonetheless, but it was definitely like a shock for me. So I competed for my first year. Um, I won Miss National Harbor and I won that in March. And then in June, I competed for Miss Maryland. And I was very much so open to just like receiving feedback because like I said, I knew, I understood by that point that like I'm very new into pageantry and some people really do this and I have a lot of potential, but I need the right 
tweaking and coaching to become the miss to become a miss maryland or to become a state title holder and um so what's crazy is that i won what i would consider nobody i don't know if anybody else is this but i say this it was like the black local it was the black directors who were the only black directors and there were two black um local title holders underneath her and we were probably like what two out of the five that that were there so and one of them ended up dropping out so going into miss maryland my first year i tried to ask as many questions as i could but like i said i mainly just like tried to learn as i was going and taking advice from me from the people who were a part of like my team so i had like a director and people who were helping me with like my resume and my headshot and you know my dress my statement like everything like i had a team who was helping me and they didn't necessarily help me coaching wise oh but my director did actually choreograph my talent dance so that was all a part of like the Southern Maryland team. And I was very comfortable with them because they were like black girls and they were also from like PG County and like Charles County and like the Southern part. So I connected with them a lot. Um, but I think, and I'm, I'm very glad they were my first local because like I said, I felt comfortable and I learned a lot, but there were two things that I felt like were missing from that experience that ended up having the results that happened. <laughs> So the first thing is that because Miss Marilyn isn't as diverse and inclusive as the state itself is, it's very hard to understand specifically like the board's perspective um, like as black women because there are no black women on the board. Um, there, There is a black man, but there's no black women. So we think and we, we just because our life experience is different, we think differently than the board will and so just like how i think they think and so it didn't really help because we're kind of just like in our own mind about what we think they would think is good and nice and great but at the end of the day we're all kind of like guessing because we don't know because we don't have the same life experiences as the leaders of this organization who make the ultimate decision so that's the first thing and then again the second thing was more so me being so willing to receive advice from other people that I didn't put down my foot and because at this point I'm 21 years old I know myself I may not know pageantry I may not know the Miss Maryland organization I may not even know Miss America but I at least know myself and I didn't straddle the line of knowing or I didn't do enough work in putting in who is Breland in the Miss Maryland slash Miss America system. I more so allowed people to tell me what that looked like, which is so unlike me. But like even for example, I'll say with my talent dance last year, I did a jazz piece and I was gonna do it on point, but I never practiced it on point because I just had been so like out of dance for so long or at least out of ballet for so long that I kind of felt, I kind of felt weird doing it. But mind you, my mom told me she's a very big proponent of me doing point. She's like, you're a black girl. You need to do point. <laughs> Basically, like this is what people consider to be good dancing. Like it's very easy to look at a point dancer and say that you are trained and this is talent. But if you are going around there shaking and jiving and doing jazz, like sometimes it doesn't come off as talent. It just may be entertaining. And 
it was a really hard balance for me because I'm like, I, I haven't done ballet in years. Um, but she gave me that advice before I went to Maryland to compete for my local. So I competed in my Maryland local doing a ballet piece and I won. So, you know, in her mind, she's like, duh, because you did what I said to do. And so I'm like, okay. But then they gave me advice and they were like, I feel like you can do point, but you need to do something that's a little bit more entertaining because that was kind of boring. So I took their advice because again, I'm kind of like, mom, what do you know? You've never done a pageant. And I do this jazz piece, but then I don't end up doing it on point because like I said, I didn't practice enough doing it on point. And even like the vibe of the dance was so not me. I didn't choose the song. Like it was suggested to me and I was kind of like, eh, eh, but I didn't really put down my foot and be like, I don't like this song for me. And then even when like the choreo was done, I was like, this doesn't, this doesn't really show my strengths as a dancer. Um, it doesn't really, I don't, I can't really get into the character that I'm supposed to play for this. Like I, I was kind of just like, <laughs> but I did it. So I did all of that. My wardrobe was bomb all week. Cause on that I was in charge of, except for my evening gown, because they told me like, you cannot wear a pink evening gown. And it wasn't like a, you cannot thing, but it was kind of just like, listen, we know you love pink. We know it's part of the brand. We know it's your favorite color. We know that you like it and you look good in it, but you're probably gonna wear pink for this, 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 and this. Can we do another color for the evening gown? Maybe an orange or blue or a yellow because like you look good in bright colors. And I'm like, okay, fine. There was no orange there. There were a couple of yellow dresses. Um, and I was kind of between like this yellow dress and then this blue dress and Again, trying to think like, what does a Miss America, what does a Miss Maryland look like? The yellow dress was giving me very like USA just because it showed more cleavage and it was like really, really sparkly and it just seemed a little bit more. And again, if you're into pageant systems, you kind of know like Miss America is a little bit more um, subdued. I would say like classic, um, um, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, not old school, <laughs> that sounds mean not mature what is the word i'm looking for these are synonyms like kind of you're getting the gist of it conservative miss america is very much more conservative than miss usa is and so the dress that i end up choosing was blue and i like the design of the dress like if the dress was in pink i like it i love like the shoulders off the shoulders that it was and it had like a like a sash that was bedazzled so it was like glittery but like too much and it was very form-fitting and like I said, I learned so much from that team as far as just like getting things tailored and like getting nude shoes for my skin color and like how to like get pageant jewelry and stuff. And even like at that time, my hair was blonde and they were kind of just like, but what kind of blonde are we going to do? Like, can we do one that's a little bit more subdued and like an ombre and stuff? So I, I again, I really enjoyed my team, but I remember just thinking afterwards, kind of like some stuff that didn't really make sense for Breland. So as soon as so I competed, didn't win anything. I got what is basically a participation award. I did not make top 10. And if you don't make top 10, you don't compete during finals night. And so my family came and they saw <laughs> 10 other girls compete for Miss Marilyn that day. And I was so embarrassed and I was so kind of like, wow, because I had people, you know, you guys were reading for me online and I was just like, I thought I did okay. Like I thought I would have done better. Like I, my goal was at least just make top 10. I thought that that would have been a good jumping point. And I think also my problem was I went in like, 
I have a few years with the Miss America system. It's my first year. Most people don't win their first year. So I'm not going to come in like I'm that girl I'm about to win. It took me three chances just to make it to states. So I just want to learn. I just want to do my best, learn about the girls, learn about the system, meet new friends, like, and just perform well enough to make top 10 so I can perform during um, the finals night. Like that was my goal. And I didn't even do that. Like I didn't even make one of the finalists or the semi-finalists. I, like I said, I competed in everything. Um, the way that Miss Maryland works is that it's a three-night preliminaries. So you do three nights. One day you do your onstage question and answer. And also when I competed for my locals, not that important, but when I competed for my locals, swimsuit was a thing. And by the time it was time for states, swimsuit was out. So that was the first time that we were doing the whole um, social impact initiative pitch, which I genuinely love and love the pitch um, because I love to speak about things that I'm passionate about. And I think that it shows like my heart because when I'm really passionate about something like you can really tell. And even my social impact initiative, I think it wasn't refined enough there. Like I had the gist of what I wanted to say. And I think that my impact was good, but I don't think that I spoke about it enough in my interview. Like my interview wasn't bad, but I think knowing now what a winning interview was like, that wasn't a winning interview because I was very much so like, I wasn't intentional about what I was trying to brand myself as to the judges. And when you have so many different girls and it's your job during that interview to show them like why you are the one, you like sometimes you can come in the interview being a receiver. Like I'm just going to respond to whatever they tell me. But what I learned I'm getting ahead of myself here, but in the future, it's more so like, what do I want them to know about me in the interview? And some people, that's going to be like a duh, like that's what you go into interviews for. But for me, like I said, it was more so just like, don't say anything wrong. Like if they ask you about political questions or if they ask you about, you know, this like controversy things, or even if they ask you about like your platform, like what are you going to say? How are you going to respond? Instead of thinking like, how, no matter what you ask me, what am I going to say? <laughs> but anyway, like I said, so I ended up being a non-finalist and I was so heartbroken afterwards. But the difference is that when I did Miss Black Georgia USA and I was third runner up, I immediately was like, I ain't doing this pageant again. <laughs> like I ain't coming back here. Uh, it was nice knowing y'all, but not for me. When I was done Miss Maryland, I was like, I'm coming back and I'm going to do much better because now I understand. Like I thought I was gonna do better than this and this isn't a real representation, so I gotta come and I gotta redeem myself. Um, so I tried to do everything as respectfully as I could. So I gave up my title as Miss National Harbor, which ended up turning into Miss Prince George's County, which is really unfortunate because I knew that I was gonna continue in the Miss America, specifically the Miss Maryland organization, until the next year and so I wanted to like continue to do service because I was I'm genuinely interested in service like as a title holder like part of it is again competing and being able to possibly go to Miss America and be Miss Maryland and that's all great but like when you're a title holder that's another thing that I really loved about the Miss America organization is that you didn't have to be the big queen in order to like make change and do work like I still I think inspired and mentor and I did a lot of stuff as Miss National Harbor but literally like two weeks after Miss Maryland the National Harbor because I was so like out in the community posting on social media and I had like the hashtag Miss National Harbor 
Um, the National Harbor, like, sent a cease and desist. And again, I vlogged this whole thing when it was happening because the time I was doing Vlogathon. Um, they sent a cease and desist for me to, like, stop posting as Miss National Harbor. And so they took away my title as Miss National Harbor and they gave me Miss Prince George's County. Now, at this time, I was very happy because obviously I'm from PG and like Prince George's County sounds better than National Harbor anyway. So I was like, great, give me a sash so I can get out there and get to work. But my local organization, I just think they were more interested in like preparing girls for the state pageant than they were like in keeping them involved in the community post pageant. So after I finished Miss Maryland, they kind of like went ghost and they were worried about like preparing for like their next pageant the next year. And I was like, hey guys, like I would like to like have a sash. This is National Harbor so I can like go because they told me I can't wear my National Harbor sash anymore. So I was like, can I get a sash like for Miss PG? That way I can like do community work. And at this point I went back to school in North Carolina and from July to I think it was November, like I didn't have a sash. So I really wasn't able to do anything. And then I finally got my Miss PG sash and then I had to give up my time title in January. So at this point, what's so amazing, let's put this first and foremost out there is that I was so intentional about making, putting God in the center of my pageant experience. Um, and I will say that, like I said, even though I wasn't necessarily doing a lot of community work, because I was honestly just focused on my grad school life, um, and I wasn't even in the state of Maryland, I was still like doing pageant work. Like I was doing research. I was actually watching pageants. Like I hadn't even watched a full like Miss America. I had like, I think I maybe had watched like the recent years, but like previous years, I really hadn't done my research or even like previous Miss Marylands. I hadn't really watched and done my research. And so I was doing my research and again, kind of forming more of who Breland as Miss Marilyn would look like, what she sounds like, what she moves like, what she acts like, how she speaks in the interview and things like that. So January comes, I give up my title. And during this time I'm praying and I'm doing affirmations about which next title I would possibly go for in the Miss Marilyn system. And um, I talked about this, but I was praying and fasting during that time. And I was, you know, asking God, like on my steps, like what's the right organization? Because I, I wanted, I knew that it needed to be the right one in order for me to be the most successful the next year. And I'm going so into detail right now and I don't really know why. So I'll make this next part short because there are vlogs on this and that's not really what today's episode is about. So I ended up receiving a lot of just different signs to do the Miss Washington County pageant. And it's complete opposite from the Miss Southern Maryland slash PG County pageant. This is the oldest running local pageant in Maryland for the Miss America system. It was the first one, it's the oldest running one. And it is, like I said, in that Western Maryland area. When you drive by in Washington County, you know, you see Confederate flags. It's very different. It's no longer, we're not in Kansas anymore. And so I remember competing for that title, but being so ready because I had been doing the work since June. Like when I got off that stage, like I said, I knew that I was coming back and I started doing the work then. And I, long story short, against all odds, I did what I needed to do and I became Miss Washington County. And I'm only the third, mind you, this is the longest running one. I'm only the third black Miss Washington County. And so I was just 
one of the best days ever. It was so great because you guys saw me in the vlog. I was so at peace. Like when I competed for Miss Maryland, I was so nervous. I was so anxious the whole time. And when I competed for Miss Black Georgia, I was so same thing nervous and things went like so many things kept going wrong that I was like, I don't even know if I really want to do this because it's not fun. Like to be anxious all day to put yourself like in this position to possibly lose absolutely sucks. Um, but Miss Washington County was so much fun. I received great scholarship money. The team was nice. The production ran smoothly. The girls were nice and I actually won. So it was like, this is great. I'm on a roll. And I was like, I'm not necessarily ready for Miss Maryland, but like I'm on a good path for Miss Maryland. And when I tell you God, because that pageant was February 22nd of 2020 and there was maybe one or two pageants after that, like two weekends, and then the pandemic happened. And then there were no more local titles. So re fast forward through all of this, um, they ended up appointing some titles. And then every month we're doing like monthly meetups at our Miss Maryland class. It was really different than the previous years because for months we were talking, getting to know each other. Um, and I really enjoyed it. It's crazy because I started off when I got crowned expecting to compete in a few months in June as a graduate student and obviously like I said the pandemic happened and then by like May June they pushed it back to August and then they ended up just canceling it and then saying that it was going to be the next year in June so I went from being a graduate student to being a graduate to being an MA and then moving back to Maryland and then like it, it was a long long time and I went through so many different phases of life like within this time of like holding this title and preparing for Miss Maryland and I think that's what kind of goes into this year where it's like like I said the moment I walked off the stage in 2019 I was putting in work to be Miss Maryland 2020. Now because there was no Miss Maryland 2020 and it was pushed back to 2021 I lost a year of eligibility. So you can't be older than 25 um, to compete in Miss Maryland. And so I would have had two years, 2020 and 2021 before turning 25, which you guys know I just turned July 24th this year. But because of this, I missed a year. So I this was my last year now, which put a different pressure and intensity on it because instead of it being like, oh, like I can try again if it doesn't work well, it all of a sudden became I have to go from being a non-finalist receiving a participation award to being the top scorer and winning Miss Maryland because I have no other choice it's either all or nothing I, I have one more shot until I'm aged out and I'm no longer qualified so like I said I was putting in the work in the beginning and then being an MA came around and that being a medical assistant, for those of you guys who don't know, I'm a GYN medical assistant and you guys know that job stresses me out. It takes all of my energy and all of my time. And so that was a big like, oh my gosh, like I, it was very hard for me to do many things along with that. Like I wasn't really preparing my stuff. Like I wish during that time I would have like gotten a headshot and like, maybe started going back to classes like ballet classes and stuff and I had it in my plan but then the MCAT happened and the moral of the story is that I believe that the MCAT ruined my chances of being Miss Maryland. 
I'm gonna blame the MCAT. I'm gonna blame the MCAT for everything. No, but honestly, Moki, because what happened was the MCAT happened and I got off of my game. Like the MCAT, you guys know, it was God and MCAT. There was nothing else. I was focused on nothing else. I wasn't working. I wasn't doing social media. I wasn't doing events. Like actually I did do a few events from um, Washington County, but not as many as I would have done if I didn't have to commit myself to my MCAT. So, and you guys know, it took me nine months to study for the MCAT. So we have like from from September to December, I was somewhat present. But then from like January to May, I was very much so like, only if you need me, call me. And this goes back to God, like, thank you so much for giving me Miss Washington County as my team for this year, because they were the best supportive team. Like Lydia, my Miss Western Maryland, who was my sister queen, we were both crowned um, the night of the Miss Washington County Western Maryland pageant. And I'm so glad that I was with her the whole time through this because she also is pre-med. I call her, literally call her my twin because she also like has a biology degree. She also has a master's of physiology and she was applying to medical school that cycle. So I was able to really like vent to her and talk to her as I was going through things and she genuinely understood, which is like, it was very helpful for me because you guys know I don't have a lot of people in my circle in my community who I can talk to about it. And that's why stuff like this, like my podcast, I always want this to be a community where we can lean and talk to each other because I understand how hard it is to have nobody who you can talk to about what you're going through. So she was literally godsend. And then my director, Jen, I love her so much. She was so nice. Like I didn't tell them that I moved my test date because you guys know I moved it like four times. And they both sent me like, care packages and like sent me the nicest messages and I was like you guys were so nice and thoughtful I just thought that was so thoughtful it was so so nice so I love that they were my team throughout the process but at the end of the day I was focused on that MCAT which was a huge part of my future and it made me neglect like my pageant prep and it wasn't until like we had our orientation on May 1st and by that point like we had deadlines that were coming and you guys saw like even in my um mcat video where it was like when i was preparing to leave for my test and then also like go on a trip i was also like sending off stuff for miss maryland so things were so like thrown together where it was like how did the pageant like the pageant was two years postponed or like a year and a half but then it came around and i wasn't ready and I was like, how, how, how are you not ready? Like, but all, again, all that time that I was spending studying, I could have been like doing interview prep and I could have been doing like picking my dress and doing my headshot. But then I was kind of like, crap, the pageant is in a month and a half and I'm still in MCAT mode. And so I had this moment where I was very stressed out because mind y'all, my boss called me while I was on my post MCAT trip to be like, I need you to come back to work to scribe for me. So I had too much going on, like trying to prep for a pageant. For, and it's not just like when I, when people, when I say prep for a pageant, let me talk about this because I'm sure I'm talking to many people who are not like into pageants. What does that mean? So first you have all of the administrative things. So you have to have a specific resume and like a pageant resume is obviously different than your work resume. You have to write an essay um, talking about like your social impact pitch. Um, you have to have a headshot. So that's like the administrative side of things. Um, 
And then for me, because I'm extra, I talked to you guys about how I did that paperwork earlier on and I had like my podcast and my website and my new um, Instagram handle and stuff on there. So that also meant that I literally had to do a rebrand before Miss Marilyn as well never would recommend that that was so I should have but there was nothing that I could do like I put on my paperwork before because I thought that I would have had more time but then I pushed back my exam and I didn't have time but um yeah <laughs> tragic so you have that stuff then you have like the physical things like actually getting your hair done like what is your hair gonna look like your nails um obviously your makeup like if you have to learn how to do makeup that that would have been a lot too but or my, maybe getting lashes or whatever um, or extensions, things like that, a tan for like other girls, not me, <laughs> but other girls, um, having a dress, like what is your wardrobe going to look like? Like my talent costume, you guys saw me like pancaking my point shoes. Oh, my whole talent, my whole talent. Like that is a huge part for the Miss America organization. Talent is 35% of the score. You will not <laughs> do well if you do not have a good talent, which is why a lot of people don't want to do that. But this is not for those of you guys who want to get into pageantry. It's not the, it's one of the only pageants actually that still has like talents. So there's many other pageants that you can do that. Like you don't have to have a talent. And it's like, I am talented, but one of the, my biggest things where I feel like I didn't do well the previous year was I felt like, again, I didn't perform well in my talent. It wasn't good enough in comparison to the other girls who were cello players, violin players, opera singers. It's kind of like, and here I am doing a jazz dance. <laughs> like, no. So I was like, I need to go back to the basics. I need to do what is true to me, which is ballet. I had a, a vision in mind. I'm talking past again. <laughs> when I got back from my um, post MCAT trip in Tulum and I was still in Atlanta for a couple of days, I literally like begged my mahogany sister, like, please meet up with me and choreograph this dance because she's one of the best choreographers that I know. And I was like, I need you to choreograph this dance for me um, for Miss America, for Miss Maryland. And she did it for me. And then literally I went back home and I'm practicing that. So you have like your talent, your evening gown, again, what you're going to wear, what you're going to say, because you have a social impact pitch and, and then mock interviews. So like there's times where you need to kind of have a, a panel of people who can mock interview you just like how you would probably mock interview for a job or maybe for medical school or things like that. But like pageant interviews are very different because they range uh, obviously it's all about you um but it can be very political or it can be very personal and it really just depends um i've been in interviews for both so y'all i really thought this episode was going to be short and this is probably going to be the longest one with this vlog footage because i'm really going in <laughs> but um that's setting the scene where you can see like in the month of june i was so stressed and now saying it out loud i'm like how the heck did i do that but i literally was working i was now also like trying to do events like i was coming back to social media and i also like i was branding myself to be somebody who was a social person like good at social media good at marketing and, but I was gone off of social media for six months so I was literally like posting through four or five times a week trying so that way in case the judges came to my page they would be able to see like what I've been up to what I do like you can get a snapshot of like this visual that I'm trying to give you guys so you can I was so 
busy and I had like just started TikTok so I'm doing TikToks I'm doing um reels I'm doing posting I'm not back on you that's why I wasn't back on YouTube I was like y'all need a second <laughs> okay but like I was like I'm gonna try and do the podcast I had that stuff out I literally had a whole brand photo shoot that happened during that time I'm getting a dress I'm fixing my talent all of this is happening let me explain kind of how this year went because this year was a hybrid year because of covid so and i'm pretty sure maryland were the only people who had like a hybrid pageant which i mean now that the cases are going back up like maybe it was smart but at that time especially in june like there are people who had their pageant in march full-fledged which would have made things easier because it just caused a lot more stress and I talked about it in full-fledged on social media at the time, but in case you guys are like just coming to this or whatever, the way that the Miss Maryland hybrid pageant worked was that the interview was private and it was held on a Tuesday. And then Thursday, it was a preliminary pageant, one night preliminary pageant live on Zoom. So each person had to produce their own pageant setup and do it on Zoom live so it wasn't like pre-recorded it was like we had to actually be there and go in and out of break rooms and perform in front of the judges virtually and of course you guys know I literally did the most I literally like set up a way for me to do zoom through my DSLR and I rented out a church and had like bought lights and like it was a lot and that day I don't think I told you guys I'll tell you about how that day went so oh Okay, well, you guys will see in the vlog. I'll, I'll let you guys, I'll get, okay. I won't go into too much detail because you, because you guys, you guys can tell I'm so excited. I keep tripping over my words, but I won't go into too much detail because you guys will see it in the vlog. But yeah, I basically, it took me so long on Thursday because I got my hair done in the morning time. And you guys know if you are natural and you get flexi rods, you have to sit underneath the dryer for two hours. And my salon is in DC which is about 45 minutes away with like heavy, heavy traffic. And so, yeah, I ended up being late <laughs> and it was a mess. But again, you'll see in the vlog. So first, let me talk about my interview. Not my favorite. <laughs> like I had really been preparing. I did a few mock interviews like with my board and stuff. And I, again, I had been putting in the work, not as much as I wish I could have. Like I would have been doing it for maybe like, three months and said I did it for like one month where I did like I did maybe like five mock interviews where I should have been doing way more especially again I prepped for a year and a half but um yeah I I literally just did like five mock interviews and I felt good about them overall even though I wasn't like sitting down with people and mock interviewing I'm very much so like a talks to themselves like when you're driving or in the shower so I do mock interviews with myself all the time and it may sound so stupid but I swear it really really helps because I know the answer to almost anything that anybody could possibly ask me like I would think about anything between like why I wear what I wear why I say what I say why I did what I did why is my song called the way that it's why am I dancing to this like everything has a reason and a purpose that I thought of and if you ask me anything like I kind of know how I want to answer it and how that fits in with my core values as a title holder which I created I literally created like my own brand pillar like I was very much so like ready but also like I said I was very much so rushed i was ready and rushed because i was ready but then i was not as ready the months leading up to it and then i felt rushed so 
anyway that interview was not again not my worst interview that I've ever had because I've had horrible traumatizing interviews but that one was just it was very political it was very 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 political every single question was very very political and I actually recorded it so I will include some clips um, later on in the vlog for you guys to see but yeah so interview happened I felt I was kind of like ah, I don't really know like I did okay um like I didn't fumble the ball but I didn't really get to like talk about me and I'm that's what I'm here for like I'm great and I how are they gonna know that I'm gonna be a great Miss Marilyn if you're asking me about like abortion and stuff like so that went and I was like okay well I'll just try and do my best um Thursday for the preliminary pageant and again you guys will see in the vlog the preliminary pageant was a hot mess I mean it was just kind of like there's no way I'm gonna I'm gonna make top 10 and again, going back to the rules for the hybrid pageant. And then Thursday was the preliminary pageant live on Zoom. And then afterwards they gave awards away. And I'm like, so, I mean, I just think it's very well known. Like if you win preliminaries, like they have basically preliminary awards. So after everybody competes and there were like two groups, basically like the morning group and the evening group. And then after the morning group, they gave the awards. And then for the evening group, they gave the awards and I didn't win any awards. So I was like, this is it, I'm out. Like I didn't even win evening gown. And I was like, who could walk better than me? <laughs> Humbly. <laughs> but no, I was definitely like, okay, okay, this is not, this is not a good look. So that evening I go home and I remember my mom, she was so like, oh my gosh, this girl is gonna drive me crazy because like she kind of had to, you know, be my wingman, help me out through this whole process. And she's so not into this stuff. Like she just doesn't care. Like she sees it and it's like, oh, okay, this is what you want to do. Like I'll be there. But she just be so like, girl. <laughs> so I could be a little bit moody, you know, and because I really wanted this and I worked really hard. And so when I saw that everything basically did not go as expected on Thursday, I was like very pouty on my way home um and then I had to like set up my whole camera and stuff before they announced the top 10 and this was again virtually through zoom and the top 10 contestants were going to be able to compete live at the Maryland theater on Saturday and the Miss Maryland's outstanding teen pageant was actually going to be that Friday so I was just like please 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 don't let it be a repeat of last year like please let me make the top 10 like at least let me make the top 10 because it not only would it suck to not make the top 10 but then like in comparison to like last year like not making it again but this year out of all years because at least before you had the whole week where you got to spend time with the girls and you know it was really like miss maryland week is so much fun it's like summer camp but like the best because we were okay this was supposed to be talking about how pageants breed personal development and that's just going to be a whole nother episode because i'm not even talking about that i'm just talking about my pageant experience so we'll save that for another time i guess but um the point is that like it's such a fun week because you're getting to like hear the stories of everybody and everybody's so 
talented and intelligent and passionate about different things. And it's just, it's so much fun to be around people who are just on the same wavelength as you, you know, as an ambitious young woman. So I really enjoy getting to know the different girls and talking with them and hanging out with them and stuff like that. And usually, like I said, it's a whole week. So we stay in a hotel, we go to like different restaurants and we do rehearsals and we eat. And so it's so much fun. But this year there was only one day. And so basically I was like, if I don't make top 10, it ends here and I don't even get to hit the stage. Like, no, spoiler alert. <laughs> I mean, I make the top 10. So, and I mean, when I tell you, I was just like, oh my gosh, like I was just like, wow. I, Cause I, I did not think I was going to make it. Like I called my director beforehand and she was so like, you're going to make it. You're fine. Like you're fine. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you understand. Like er, the interview was meh and my performance today was very meh and I didn't mess up on anything, but like it just, it didn't flow well. So anyway, I made top 10, super excited. I literally go to work the next day on Friday, do a whole full shift and then pack my car up to leave um, and drive to Hagerstown that evening. And then that's, that was the day that y'all saw me in that blue dress that looked so good. I looked good that day. <laughs> and that was for Miss Marilyn Outstanding Teen Pageant. And we watched that. Um, and then congratulations to Kate, she wins. And then um, I ended up getting a hotel there because obviously the next day we had to be there at like 8 a.m. And that, that it was very different than what we had previously experienced because instead of it being like a week where we're rehearsing and then we have like preliminaries and get a feel for things, it was like one day we have production in the morning time and then showtime. And it was a hard balance between this is summer camp. We get to know all these different girls and you've been preparing for a year and a half for this moment. Like this is the moment that you finally can like show all that you've been working towards. And so I'll basically end it <laughs> in my long spiel because this whole episode is, oh my gosh, I'm already an hour in. <sighs> can I, am I capable of doing a short episode? This was literally supposed to be a short episode. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> just kind of going into how I feel afterwards and my mindset with everything is again spoiler alert I ended up making into top five and then I placed as third runner-up you guys probably know that if you follow me on anything and I know that some of you guys say that you're interested in pageant stuff and I I'm, I love pageants and I wish more of you guys were but I understand it's such like a niche thing that you guys can't be interested in everything that I'm interested in and um and that's why I kind of like waiting to do this podcast because I was like it needs to have some value behind it and I had value to share but now that I'm an hour in I really can't give it it's really just like a personal story so um, especially with the vlog too, like this video is literally going to be two hours long and it's just all of me talking about my experience, but hey, <laughs> um, anyway, I will say though, leave in the comments here some questions that you have about pageants, whether it be like misconceptions or whatever. And then when I do another pageant episode, I will actually have a guest on and we'll talk about how pageants breed personal development, because that's again, what this podcast Anyway, so how I felt after it was that, like I mentioned, I had been working for so long for that day, but then when it actually came closer to it, and rewinding back, the reason why 
winning Miss Washington County, it was such a great day, but I felt like I personally deserved it. it was because I was working hard, I put forth the work, and I did what needed to be done on the day of. Like, I feel like I was the best woman. I don't want to say I was the best woman on that stage, but like I was the best Breland that I could be at that moment in time. And I've even grown so much since then. But I walked away feeling like I deserve this because I did what I needed to do in order to improve since the last time I was on this stage. Like, nobody worked harder than me to earn this position and to earn this title and so i'm grateful because at the end of the day you know all glory goes to god he could have been like yeah but i don't want that for you no and there was tough competition in that pageant and still i won and like i said i was so proud and i knew in the back of my mind that I hadn't worked as hard as I possibly could for Miss Maryland. And not because, again, it's not because I didn't want to, but because I was consumed with the MCAT for half of my reign leading up to Miss Maryland. And so I had done a lot of work. And when it got to the pageant day, I was on autopilot. Like I was so excited because y'all know I'm a girl's girl. I'm a people people. Like there haven't, like I haven't done something that fun like Miss Marilyn in so long. I had been in jail. I had been in MCAT jail. So I need to stop saying that. But I had been in MCAT jail. So I had an experience like just fun. Like I said, all those fun, great things that it comes with pageantry I hadn't experienced that so I was thriving I was in the element of seeing these girls who I had been talking to for months literally like we had started talking for months and like these girls it sounds so like naive but they become like your best friends overnight and it's like dang I, I wasn't really ready to compete that day I just honestly my head wasn't in it I was so like just excited to be there and living in a moment of gratitude that I kind of wasn't focused on what I needed to do to bring home the actual title of Miss Marilyn it was more so like giving myself grace and that's good too but the difference is when I won Miss Washington County I didn't let any other thought cross my mind I didn't care that I was going against the previous first runner-up of Miss Maryland. I was like, I'm leaving as Miss Washington County. I don't care if there has only been two other Miss Black Washington counties. I don't care if I'm not from here. I don't care if I don't look like, I don't sound like, I'm not from, I don't care, I don't care. I am your next Miss Washington County because I worked hard and I deserve it. But I competed for Miss Maryland and I was kind of like, there's probably people who have worked harder than me here. Like I've worked hard, but my mind hasn't been in complete like pageant mode. And I didn't do, I wasn't positively speaking affirmations. I was kind of like, like, you know how you can be, you can give your, like sometimes giving yourself grace can be like pacifying negativity in a way and that's why I think sometimes I have so much hard time giving myself grace because instead of me saying like no matter what like you're leaving as Miss Marilyn because like you that girl it was like I was being nice to myself like you've worked so hard you've come so far you've made top 10 even that's better than you did last year so like like if this is it it's okay and even though those things are true I think it's better for you to have those thoughts afterwards if all you get is top 10 instead of like 
before you even like when you still have the opportunity kind of being okay with where you were like I was kind of like this is better than what I had last year and and to be honest what's so sad you guys want to know the truth what's so sad is that again I I preach about beauty and brains right my platform be squared empowering through beauty and brains and I say all the time like if you can't see it you can't believe it and I spoke about how there hasn't been a Miss Marilyn who looks like me since the 2000s. Like it's been a long, long time. And to come from, again, being a non-finalist to the winner, these are things that the moment of, and again, I'm thinking to myself, have I really put in enough work to beat these odds? And I say all the time against all odds, but in reality speaking, I think that I didn't have enough confidence in myself the day of, and I was nice to myself and I allowed myself to have a good time, but I wish I would have been more focused on taking out any other possibility other than being Miss Marilyn. It was like, you have what it takes, but I was like, I do, but if it doesn't work out because at the end of the day like pageants are subjective different judges different day you know these are things that you hear pageant girls say just to say there was like any of us could have been miss maryland and that's truly the case because usually if you make it to the top 10 top five or like even just a local title holder like you're pretty amazing in yourself and like i said even last year like i could have been miss maryland last year but like that wouldn't have been the best miss maryland like clearly like i needed some growth and stuff so what i'm kind of trying to say is that i realize in retrospect that although i had a great time i was so satisfied honestly with making top five because i genuinely didn't think i was going to make it like i i, I hoped i would i really really hoped i would but I didn't believe I would. And that's sad. And and it's because I, I didn't do enough like meditating in the word before competition day. Like I didn't take a moment to step aside from being with the girls. Like I was chatting in the dressing room, kicking. And like, you know, things happen so fast. Next thing you know, you're on stage. Next thing you know, you're performing. Next thing you know, you're called top five. I didn't have a moment. Like I, we prayed multiple times before, but like I didn't have a moment where like me, god center affirmations manifesting and believing like visualizing myself like this is the moment where you're about to become miss Marilyn. like i said i think i was very much so like giving myself grace if where i was was as far as i was going to get so it's a weird thing where it's like why are you being so nice to yourself <laughs> Like, I always am so mean to myself. That's what everybody says. Um, but in this one time, I feel like it worked against me because I was so nice to myself that I didn't allow myself to kind of like only focus on success. And I think that that had a role in kind of my ultimate placement. And at the end of the day, like if it wasn't for me, it's, it wasn't going to be for me. And that's okay too. Um, and then of all people, Lydia, my sister queen, my twin, ended up becoming Miss Marilyn. So, which also plays a different part in my thought process in this all stuff too, because 
again, we both competed in the same local and I was a little bit of a higher score than her that day. And so for her to score over me for Miss Marilyn, it's, it kind of messes with my mind a little bit. And it makes what, what I've learned from the situation is that two things can be true at the same time, because I am genuinely so happy for her. And I'm so glad that she is Miss Marilyn. And I'm like, if anybody's going with, like, I love all the girls, but like, that was my sister queen. Like I said, we went through this whole process together, like that is my girl i'm very very proud and i'm happy for her and i cannot wait i'm literally like we're going to miss america like but at the same time it's like dang that could have been me like i didn't believe it but i was so close i was so close and i had what it took i just actually didn't believe it like i believed it but not enough it's a really weird like it's really really weird but that's basically my passion experience this past year, what I kind of wanted to share with you all. I will give you guys some like advice or some lessons. First of all, never give up. Um, like I said, I received a lot of failures with pageantry and I'm still learning and growing and I'm still in the beginning stages of it and I'm getting better every time. So if I took my first no as no, I wouldn't be here today and I've grown so much as a person. So if you wanna get involved in it, don't let the first no stop you, like keep going because your experiences can shape success in another season. Um, next up, fully and truly believe in yourself all the way through, like from beginning to end because you don't want the thing that stops you to be you. And last, my brother used to say this all the time, he's such a jerk, but hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. I think that, and that's so, so true. I mean, I think that that speaks enough for itself. So if you want it, you gotta work for it. <laughs> but yeah, much love to everybody in the Miss Maryland organization. Like I said, unfortunately, I have aged out. I'm so sad. Again, that's another thing that kind of plays in my mind because like, with me being third runner-up so close in the top five if i had one more year and because this is an easy fix like a mind thing manifesting like there's not much else i would change like i probably would do the same talent maybe change something different with my dress or whatever but like but i don't get another chance and that just teaches you to live each day to the fullest you know what i'm saying because like i, I don't get another chance with that and to answer you guys' questions because then you're going to ask me am i going to do another pageant right now my answer is that i'm very fortunate enough that i will not be giving up my title as miss washington county until probably next february so i have a long time to be miss washington county which is a really big deal i actually really like this local title because even though it's like two hours away from me, whenever I go up there, there's so much hometown love. They show me love. It's very much like, oh, Miss Washington County is here. Miss Washington County. It's like, ah, oh, like you get that experience of being like a mini celebrity, which is not why I'm doing it, but it's a fun perk. And it's like, if I only get a couple of months to live this life because half of it was in the pandemic or preparing for the pageant, then like, I want to at least enjoy this part of it. And like I said, one thing that I really love about pageantry in general, why I want to do it is for this community um, outreach that I'm able to do with this title. So I still want to be able to do that with my title while I can. So right now I'm just focused on living my best life as Miss Washington County and 
Um, I doubt this is going to be the end of my pageant journey. Um, I would just say that like a lot of people are suggesting that I do different things. And I guess my response to that is just again keeping in mind the two main reasons why I want to do pageantry. And so some pageant systems are just like out of the question because it's not going to fulfill either one of those two goals for me. So you're just going to have to stay tuned and see where I go next and what I end up doing. But that is my most recent pageant story and the journey continues. <laughs> Before we move into the vlog portion of this podcast, especially for us video watchers, um, of course, I want to give some kingdom keys because I believe that God speaks to us in various different ways. Today's Bible verse comes from 2 Corinthians in chapter 4, starting with verse 4. It says, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. Later on in verse 7, it says, We now have this light shining in our hearts, but we ourselves are like fragile clay jars containing this great treasure. This makes it clear that our great power is from God, not from ourselves. So we don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, we fix our gaze on the things that cannot be seen. For the things we see now will soon be gone, but the things we cannot see will last forever. There's nothing in Numbers 13 where they shrink God down. They still know they have a big God. It's not that they shrink their God. They shrink themselves to the level of their situation. I'm preaching to somebody today who believes that God is big, but until you see yourself as made in the image of the infinite, unlimited, all-wise, ever-knowing God, you will stay stuck. And there we saw the Nephilim, the sons of Anak, who come from the Nephilim. And we seemed to ourselves like grasshoppers. And so we seemed to them. That's a very powerful theological statement and psychological statement. Because it says that the way you see yourself is so important that it can actually create a reality that is contradictory to your true identity. And remember, God is forming them as a nation. He's making them a nation. He's making a great nation. He saw them out of Egypt. He's done great things, but now they see a giant, and so they come to a strange conclusion. Our enemies are so big, there's no way we can do it. This challenge is so insurmountable. What's in front of us is so much bigger than us. There's no way we can do it, and we can't go forward. And they didn't, and they died in the desert. My question is, why would you choose to see yourself through the eyes of your enemy? If what's in front of us that God has called us to fight is that big, I wonder what's within us that God put there to cause us to triumph. If God gave me a challenge this great, 
if God gave me a mountain this big, if God gave me this situation to overcome, I wonder what God knows about me that I don't know about me. My maker is my mirror. If he put it in front of me, he already knows how it's gonna fall. Back up Goliath, I got a rock and a slingshot. My maker is my mirror. You come against me with sword and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord. I want to give a special shout out to the audio listeners because listen, you guys, if you're not subscribed to the podcast, audio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, like do that. The link is down below. I always leave the links in the description box down below of the YouTube video and you guys can also find it on breelandhunt.com. But um, I want to make sure that you guys are also listening to the pod and not just watching it. So subscribe over there because I may end up doing just some audio episodes that are a little bit shorter um, just because it'll not take as long for me to set up everything and um leave me some you know reviews <laughs> i had to think about what it was called leave me some reviews over there as well especially on um apple Podcasts. if you guys if you guys like this episode you know give it five stars but if you are here watching especially if you came from audio welcome <laughs> okay give it a thumbs up leave a comment and thank you so much for listening to today's episode if you enjoyed it please subscribe you can do so on spotify apple podcast or wherever you listen to your podcast if you're not already watching the pod don't forget there are accompanying video podcasts on my youtube channel beauty and brains so join me over there and subscribe to that channel as well. You can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Breland Hunt or visit my website breelandhunt.com for weekly podcast updates or to contact me to share your story. Until next time, be sure to live each day to the fullest because you only live once and give yourself some grace. We are all just a work in progress. Thank you so much for listening to this long one, you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you in my next one. Bye.